I see you've been busy. It took you long enough. Persia, Gaul, Egypt. I go wherever my empire needs me. Your empire dies today. No. No, it will never die in here. Rome is more. More than princes and palaces. It is a thought, an ideal, a vision of beauty, order, and peace. My destiny is to create it again in all its perfection. Yeah, girl! Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. And welcome to our exciting coverage of Highlander, The Search for Vengeance. It's episode three. We are churning through them, baby. They're still searching for vengeance. We are searching. Haven't found the vengeance yet. What did you say in the beginning? In the beginning? Are you mad, girl? Are you what? Are you mad, girl? Are you mad, girl? Are you mad, girl? Are you my girl? Are you my girl? <laughs> what the hell is that? I'm just quoting Highlander The Search for Vengeance. When is that said? In this portion of the, the movie we're covering. Are you when, my girl? When and by whom? Well, it'll be oh, a surprise. We'll find out, we I guess. Yeah, we'll get yeah. to it. Yeah. Ugh. I don't think ma- it's said with that inflection uh, oh, okay. at all. Are you no, my girl? My girl. Are you my girl? <laughs> Amazing. So, so anyway, we've been covering Island of the Search for Vengeance, the 2007 anime Highlander. Directed by Yoshiaki Kawajiri. Up top, baby. Who? Written by David Abramowitz. That guy. That guy. <laughs> What's happened thus far in the story? Kyle, give us a recap this time. Okay, so Colin McLeod ostensibly of the clan mcleod we're not really sure we're about to find out yeah in this exciting chapter has rolled up on a submerged new jersey fought a bunch of mutants who were grilling lizard meat decapitated (laughs) (laughs) decapitated the uh insanely amazing malik who rides around on a chainsaw like it's a motorcycle uh beheaded that guy and while his body still moved like some kind of evil chicken then he goes turns in a bounty on that guy only to be kidnapped by like post-apocalyptic nazis run over by a guy we come to learn is named marcus octavius Colin McCloud has met him in the past when he was the leader of some northern English tribe of people that was slaughtered by Romans. Uh, before they were slaughtered, though, Marcus Octavius crucified his wife, Moya, and forced her to watch the, the slaughter. He swore revenge. There it is. He swore Late- to search for revenge. revenge. Actually, he swore not to search for revenge. Spoiler yeah. alert, he's searching for revenge. Then he and Marcus had a horsey fight, and he was deposited at a Stonehenge. Where is it deposited at a stone? (laughs) (laughs) Where he met, where he met a a wise cracking ghost named Ambergern. Ambergern. Ambergree. Voiced by Wolverine, Scott McNeil, who teaches him what it means to be immortal and is now just annoying him for centuries. I guess. Yep. It's unclear what his role is, but they're. All together now. And there's another woman character who's a whore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, a prostitute, assumably with she a heart of gold. She is a sex worker, Eamon. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yes. A, a sex worker, presumably with a heart of gold, is trying to enlist Cross his... Cross of gold. She's uh, got... Yeah. 
It's silver. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, is trying to seduce him into stealing some vaccine for some virus that is ravaging New York City. Right. And there's a knife lady. Yes. And oh, the Mortal Kombat lady. The yeah. Mortal Kombat lady. Who... Sonia Blade. <laughs> yeah. We should call her Sonia Blade. She's yeah. more of a jade. <laughs> yeah. She is more of a jade. That was too much detail, but that is what's happened so far. Thus far. And when we last left our hero. Did you say this? He threw a parking meter <laughs> I at did a not. screen on a skyscraper. Right. Yep. He hulks a parking meter out of the ground with one hand and then throws it hundreds of yards <laughs> into a 1984 style screen mm-hmm. correct so we are now hopping into it like that rabbit american so at this point in the story colin who's been in new york after murdering a dude he cares nothing of the people's struggle but now on the screen because of marcus's announcement he now knows like oh shit marcus is in the hood yeah so he's all pissed so like this is kind of maybe the i don't know call to action or like call to adventure for Colin, like Colin was doing his own thing before this moment, and now this is like jumpstarting the action for him to be like, ah, I have to like pursue things further here. I guess yeah. this is what actually entwines his fate with Dahlia, right? So the he's aforementioned like, sex worker. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so he's like, where is he? Uh, and Dahlia's like, I know how to get in. Yeah. Get it in. I know how to get in. Oh, the other we thing, better bring a child with us. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing about this scene is, or I guess the whole movie, what percentage of Colin's dialogue is him just asking where Marcus is? Yeah. Where's where is, where is, where is, where is, where is, where's the generator? Where is you wouldn't leave it on his citizen? <laughs> so she's going to take him to Marky Mark. That's right. And the Funky Bunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mad Marcus. Which, is the, which are spiders. In yeah. <laughs> which are robot spiders. In this. So we cut underground, and Dolly and Colin have a deal. She's going to help him get into the tower as long as he helps her steal vaccine. But and then, then stupid Joe. Joe fucking up, appears down there. He's like, hey, guys. Yeah. He's like, hey, guys, are you worried all about autism? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> he's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. And Colin's like, yes, I am. <laughs> and Joe's like, Sarah's dying. And in my notes, I'm like, who the fuck is Sarah? She was the child that... Yeah, the did doctor... they name her earlier? I think so. I think so. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, okay, <laughs> fine, Sarah. So he comes along for some reason. Right. So they go into the sewer, and his stupid watch starts going off. Yeah, you dumb kid. Right. Oh, and this... Oh, I didn't realize. That's the watch he steals. No from wonder the, it goes off. He steals it from yeah. the, the guard that is killed in the car crash. Yeah. So I guess he didn't realize what it was set to. Right. Yeah. I wonder what that alarm was for, for that guard. Take his vitamins, maybe? He has cro- a crocodile he, alarm. <laughs> yeah. He's yes. sick. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Okay, so his alarm goes off, and they're all like, uh-oh, don't move. Like, they know what's clearly yeah. down there. And then Colin's like, run! <laughs> and then they fucking get attacked by, like, a Godzilla monster. <laughs> a giant crocodile. Killer Croc is in there. So Joe Pearson said that this part was added by Kawajiri. A giant mutant croc? A giant For, like, literally crocodile. no reason. Nope. It's like a 10-second action beat mm-hmm. for no goddamn reason. Though I died laughing, because at some point they go, like, she falls underwater, yeah. right? And he jumps in after her to save her. <sighs> and he, in one swift stroke, decapitates this crocodile, yeah. but its head keeps still going. Still towards her. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you, she still has to, like, dodge yeah. out of the way, and it's, like, gonna destroy some shit with the mighty power of its weighty, decapitated dome. Yeah. It's intense. It's intense. And stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. I like some of the animation down in the sewer. Like, when they're it climbing is. down the ladder, there's, like, yeah. a cool, like, I want to say, like, waterfall. Like, it's like a shower effect. Like, there's mm-hmm. trickling water that's, like, going past them. There's a lot of cool, like, foreground, background animation, like, where stuff yeah. is, like, blurry. And, I mean, they're I not to... messing around. No, it's there's some good drawings. There is. What, what do you think compelled the addition of this? I don't Awesomeness. Did he just think of, I think he probably was like, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hold on, what? What's that voice? <laughs> this is boring. Oh, okay, okay. We'll probably have to cut that. Oh. <laughs> this needs more crocodile. Amazing. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, it was probably a pacing concern. There hadn't been an action beat in a second. There's going to be an action beat in like, like 10 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Like after this scene, they literally go down a, a hatch. And just start murdering the hatch. Down the hatch. All right, well, let's talk about that because that's what happens next. Two seconds later, they go down the hatch. Well, it's funny because they're like, oh, like we got to figure out a way in. Like, look at all the guards. And fucking Colin Colin just just jumps down and murders everybody, which is cool. Like, he cuts robot (laughs) men in half repeatedly. Yeah. Which, why are there robot men? Why not? If you had, if you, okay, you're like, oh, we need people to guard my house. 
oh, should I hire Joe, the the guard, or would I like a robot spider? <laughs> I think I'd go with the robot Spider-Man. I mean, we've all seen Attack of the Clones. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we've all seen it. <laughs> we've all seen it. No, I just like was curious about that, like why that decision. Because obviously lots of people get murdered in this. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a, an attempt to be like, well, let's lessen the violence, so let's make him kill robots instead of people. Yeah, it's no, not it's that. that. It's I just a thing. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. Robots are cool. They murder a bunch of <laughs> And Joe's trying to help out with his stupid slingshot. Which is insane. That's nuts. But it's like a high-tech future slingshot. That's still useless. That though. like unfolds. It's got a weather app on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> and of course we should also mention again dolly is still wearing a bra and panties yep in the sewer in she's the gonna sewer. get an and infection. she fell in <laughs> yeah Ugh. so all these people stink because they were all in the water in the sewer water yeah. yeah gross she picks up a gun from a robot corpse so then we cut to like a, a hallway in the tower and they knock out this scientist guy and use his hand to like unlock a door i paused at the unlock screen to see if it said anything funny no no uh, that's too bad or said like joe pearson hand i thought they'd put an easter egg in or something for some reason but it was actually modeled on joe pearson's hand yeah Yeah. exactly let me draw your hand yeah i've got five fingers guys see if you can match (laughs) um so anyway they entered the like the lab where mr head scientist guy is who's Mm -hmm. like also i thought he's like kind of dressed like a priest did anyone get that vibe like Like, yeah yeah i was like is that like supposed to mean something i don't know Mm, no Eh. but i I think it's cool so anyway she wants vaccine Mm -hmm. and so she starts like shooting around and he's like stop fucking ah." (laughs) because unbeknownst to them but known to us they're making the virus yeah he's like have we lost viral containment (laughs) jargon (laughs) turns out he's making virus baby and this new virus will have a 100% kill rate. Not 80 or 87. Yeah, not 80 100. or 87. 100%. I guess he's just not happy that the old viruses just weren't moving fast enough. Like, that's what I'm not. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, what's the rush? Yeah. The other thing seems like it's working just fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't get it. Me neither. But they say if they explode that virus, it will kill everybody within 50 miles. So that's a lot. Even the people in the tower? who I... Don't they have the vaccine? Is there a new vaccine oh, for this a new question. virus? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Is there not? Because they say, like, we don't know how to control. Like, that's the reason this guy doesn't want to release it. Oh, he says we like, can't control it. Or mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you mean you can't control it? Like, it's, it's supposed a, to kill people. Yeah. Isn't it going to do that? Yeah. yeah. I guess maybe they don't have a vaccine for the new one? I guess not. Hmm. All right. Let's go with that. Yeah. So they've made the first virus as well. In case that's not <laughs> yeah, clear. right. They've been, like they did it. They did it. They did it. They being the bad guys. <laughs> they did it. Right. Do you think they went too far? Oh, maybe. They I don't did know. it. Oh, and then Colin is like, she's like, wait, what are you doing? And Colin's like, they're doing this because it's Rome. And they're it, making a new Rome. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? I, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's true that there is like an element of this that this guy's like constantly trying to chase like this fall of Rome. Like he's trying to rebuild this civilization. But what is he talking about? Like the Romans did not murder a hundred. Like <laughs> that's not how they conquered the world. By with murdering a hundred percent. Yeah, well, everyone. not just with viruses, but like, yeah, they didn't kill everybody. Like actually part of the, the way Romans conquered was to like assimilate cultures and like integrate th- i don't know right am i wrong yeah. like they and, weren't you know, just on a murder a yeah well, <laughs> am <yeah>. i wrong <laughs> i don't understand yeah, i don't get it whatever plan. but then the uh the smoke detector goes like the security yeah. alarm yeah. goes off so they go running and then colin gets the buzz and it like zooms in on an elevator which is yeah. kind of like an interesting way to use the buzz like Marcus isn't in the elevator. In fact, he is like a mile oh, above, above the. Uh, but but it's, it's like come this way. Yeah, that is cool. Actually, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, Dahlia and the child, and are, the, the child that's on a crazy mission. Yeah, yeah. are in danger. But McLeod's like, all right, he did my job. I'm ditches out. Ditches them like a true hero. And Marcus is waiting upstairs with his suspenders. And <laughs> oh, that's right. Sword. There's a cool like little uh, morph thing that happens here. Morph. morph. <laughs> but as Colin's this le- one's for you, morph. As Colin's leaving in the elevator, uh, Moy or whatever the fuck her name is, Dahlia is like running after him, being like, "Don't go!" And she like morphs into Moya, saying, yeah. "Don't go." So anyway, mm, whatever. It's almost like, like all right, fine, it's almost everybody. like they're connected. Ooh. <laughs> So anyway, Colin is going up the elevator, and he gets a visit by a bird. Yeah. A seagull, in fact. A seagull. And he's just like, you you, suck. He's like, are you walking away from another woman? Yeah. Which is a weird sentence, but. So yeah, Amergan, the bird, says, Colin always throws away his friends and loved ones for vengeance. You only live for vengeance, all that stuff. And then we kick off another flashback. 
We get like a flashback montage. This here. is our biggest like flashback kind of sequence. Or most sprawling. So we flash back to Rome, 476 AD, parentheses, 5th century, it says. I was like, what the fuck? Why does it? Why is the formatting like this? Why did it need to tell us that they don't mention any other centuries? And also, (laughs) Also, it says Rome, 476 AD, which is the 5th century. Dumb? (laughs) If we're too stupid to know. Why didn't it say 2187? (laughs) It was like 22nd century. (laughs) Anyway. (sighs) <sighs> We're in Rome, and Rome is burning. Yes. Rome is and in chaos. And who's burning it but Colin McLeod? That's right. In a, like a Hamburglar outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's only in the director's cut, but yeah. there are like people in the house he's storming that are like scared, and they're offering him like riches to like save them. And mm. he's just like, where's, where's Marcus? Where's Marcus? <laughs> so anyway, Marcus is painting. That's where he is. Yeah. And he's painting Rome burning. I kind of like that. And he's and again, complete, shit. He's completely calm. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. Colin kind of comes across as a dickhead in this scene. In even though he's not the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. In the whole thing until the very end. Yeah. Like so Colin's like, "Hey motherfucker, I finally found you." <laughs> and Marcus is just kind of like, "Yeah, I'm painting here, bro." Yeah, what do, you, what do you want, man? He goes where his empire needs him. But yeah, Marcus gives this pretty interesting speech about like how it doesn't matter that Rome is burning because Rome exists in his mind. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can create this in perfection again. No mm-hmm. biggie. Which is also interesting, like the, the idea of like patience or whatever. Like Colin has no patience. It would seem Marcus has all the oh, patience in the world. Like, yeah. fine, Rome didn't work this time. I live forever. I'll just do it again. Try it again. No yeah. biggie. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, he's actually a pretty compelling, interesting character. I think. Minus this virus plot. And his outfit choices yeah yeah (laughs) his studded dog collar (laughs) yeah and suspenders yeah he pulls out the ultimate highlander weapon a cloak yep (laughs) and throws it at colin yeah yeah then disappears like a magician (laughs) colin slices the painting in half and then charges at marcus like a madman in the director's cut he Cuts the painting in half, and then he starts stomping on it with his bare foot. <laughs> and Marcus is like, uh, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have done did that. Yeah. Colin gets his fucking ass handed to it's him. Again. Anyone count how many times he gets sliced up no. and down? Seven. He gets oh sliced God. seven it's times, and it's a gore fest. And then he st- when he's lying on the ground, he stabs him so hard it causes the marble floor to yeah. crack. That's fucking cool this is so cool awesome. <laughs> he is brutally owned yeah. like marcus is like you cut up my painting and then you stepped on it fuck you uh so then marcus picks up colin's head and is gonna take it he's like there could be only one but then a bunch of like soldiers storm the room there's arrows flying he's like oh shit i gotta go there are like four of them yeah which i'm like you could handle these guys Why yeah are you leaving yeah but i guess there's probably more sure yeah so he jumps out the window <laughs> So then we get another flashback to China, 763. Who knows what century that could be? They don't tell us. Yeah. Uh, it's a real <laughs> you, guys have, you guys have any guesses? I don't I know. No idea. <laughs> uh, is it seventh? Uh, maybe. That's how it works. Is so it eighth? So we get some uh, narration from uh, American about Colin only had his quest for vengeance. And Colin's racing on a camel through the desert. And he's all dressed up in like. Chinese armor. This is a weird flashback. Like, he just shows up in a room and Marcus isn't there, I guess. And that's it, right? On that one, yeah. Yeah, like, there's no encounter here. We just have to assume, I guess he was looking for Marcus. And he just missed him or something. Right. And then we get another flashback. So we cut to Scotland, 11th century. No year on this one, just 11th century. So this is what we get at the very beginning of the movie. Of the American version, yeah. Correct. Which is just confusing because it's reused footage. Mm -hmm. And this is not depicting his birth, his, like, immortal birth. No. Like this the is... beginning of the movie makes you think. Yeah. But he's in this battle, and he gets all stabbed up. Right. And he again, gets... he gets stabbed up because he seems to notice Marcus, like, on a yeah. horse. He's like, oh, shit, there he is. And he's not paying attention and gets the shit stabbed out of him. By, like, eight people at once. <laughs> and then he stays dead long enough, apparently, that they have a funeral for him. And then he turns into a zombie. Oh, but this is where he's like, you're an honorary member of, of the Clan McLeod. It's like, I did not need this. No. Like, why, if they had just pretended, like, whoever those people in the very first flashback were Clan McLeod. Yeah, that's fine. Why'd they have to shoehorn this in? I don't understand why they didn't make him a high... Like, 
it's called Highlander, but he's not a Highlander. Like, I don't get it. But, like, the only reason he's not a Highlander is because, like, they told you in this scene that he wasn't. Yeah. Those other people could have just been like the oldie clan McLeod. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. It was yeah. just an odd choice. It also, is. I mean, frankly, I don't need him to be from the High Ones. Like, I just no. don't. Like Me neither. Nobody does. But insofar as he has to be. Yeah. They made it so much more complicated. Mm-hmm. So then he zombies back to life after this. Yep. And all oh, this stuff looks really cool. It's, like, very blue. Yeah. There's yeah. like this blue flame burning. And I do like all the flashbacks, like all the scenes have like a, t- a visual tone to them, mm-hmm. which I think is neat. Uh, I mean, like Thailander, the TV show does that sometimes. They'll sometimes put a filter on something to give it like a look so you can sometimes visually tell this is a flashback, I guess. His clan friends, it's an awkward phrase, uh, are, <laughs> are going to kill him yep. until a woman we've never seen before intercedes on his behalf. Deborah. Deborah. Yeah. Deborah. So Debbie p- pops in uh, and is like, no, don't hurt him. And then the guy who was delivering, Dead. like, made him an honorary member of Clan McClure says, like, you cannot hurt him. <laughs> For he is a Highlander. Yeah. And like, what was any of this for? And he tells him to leave and never forget he's McLeod and leave with honor. And then there's narration and Amargan is like... But he never had honor. Yeah, it's like, did Deborah's love or Gregory's faith in you change you? Like, did you live with honor? And it's like just a question, I guess, while he's in the elevator pondering. Yeah. Like, like none of these life events, I guess, have influenced him in any way. Yeah, he's still just on this one-track search. Kind of dope. For ben- yeah, it's like... <laughs> For vengeance. It, yeah. yeah. In some ways, him being this old, like, makes him much less, less sympathetic. Yeah. So we get another flashback. Like, this is cartoonish oh, how much of a dumb shit he is. <laughs> Both like, literally and figuratively. Yeah, like, he's just not sympathetic or interesting. You're just like, really? Yeah. Really? Since 215? Yeah. What century even And he is doesn't that? learn, like, any lessons. Like, I'm very curious in the original script if there were more discussions about, like, his single-mindedness like he doesn't seem to take like he's never learning from his mistakes it would seem like it's just like and i wonder if they address that ever more yep, and i don't I know would. who would honestly because there if are no it, other characters right like if Amer- amargan i can't that name fucking stinks like <laughs> i can't I, it's i can't even like amargan amargan <laughs> it's so stupid i think i i I think when we were watching this, I looked up Amergan. Like, I was curious. I was like, is this like a famous spirit or something like... A maybe, famous Well, spirit. like, is it from, like, folklore like or something? Like Jacob Marley. <laughs> sure. Like, is it, <laughs> and it's like, spirit. oh, is that why it's co- he's called this? I could not find anything. If any listeners out there know that if, if this name choice means something particular... Let us know. Let us know. Or is it just a weird name that I don't like? Yeah. <laughs> and I, hey, write us. What do you think of his name? Yeah. Do you like his name, <laughs> listeners? We'll read every bit of email on says, the show it live. It just has to say yes or no. Yep. <laughs> yes. I like it. <laughs> no, I do not like it. Those are some examples. Anyway, we uh, cut again. Another flashback. This time it's Civil War Japan, 16th century. So this time it's another format, which is 16th century Japan, but it tells us like a thing. It's like, oh, yeah, this is this is the event. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck? This looks awesome again. Awesome. They see brilliantly animated. Yeah. Because like, now we see Marcus, he, they're like in like a burning castle. Yeah. yeah. And Marcus is dressed much as he was in that earlier flashback where he meets his cat. Right. And <laughs> Colin is dressed in similar garb. Did we mention that in the ancient Roman fight, Colin's sword gets split in half? We did not. It gets <clears throat> put in half. It hey, does. Guess what's about to happen here? They are fighting with katanas, and once again, Colin quite promptly gets his sword split in half. Yeah. This is cool. The, yeah. the sword thing is a great visual like symbol of his like failure and defeat and all that stuff. But then he finds <clears throat> a new sword. That's just sitting there. Yeah. Like on a stand this, while this castle's burning. This universe is rife with swords. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there like, the are that, more than one sword. The fire, <laughs> like the way it reflects off of Marcus's armor. Like, I don't know how they did it, but it just looks amazing. It looks great. It's this cool. is a beautiful mm-hmm. sequence. This reminded me very much of, like, their, the Animatrix. Yeah. I, again, I'm not very familiar with his work. Yeah. But, like, the, the program, one he did for the Animatrix, mm-hmm. looks very much like this. And yeah. It's, it's super cool. Colin grabs this sword that he finds in a display, and right. that one, like, doesn't break. Yeah. Yeah. Are we supposed to think there's something special about this sword? I think it's... so. Yeah. Hmm. But it's so haphazard, his discovery of it. Right. I, like, got something from that, but I don't think it actually was there. But it was just like, yeah, this time it doesn't break. So it's like, 
he's found something, but it wasn't through anything of his doing. Right. Yeah, he just like gets lucky, I guess. Yeah, uh, but then the, Marcus gets away because the building like starts to collapse. Mm-hmm. And so or he, does Colin get? It seems like more like Colin gets away. But, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so then we get another flashback to Trafalgar, Spain. He's a pirate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This, nothing this, really happens. Nothing here. happens. Is it's something like, cut? What the fuck is this? No. I don't know. It's just him on a boat, boat and yep. then we move on. on. Yeah. It's like, huh? And I'm I actually I took notes about what the battle was. Like as soon as that title card came up, I paused the movie. I was like, hold on, let me research what this battle is. And I have a bunch of notes on it. And then my next note is, all we see is Colin on a boat. Cut. And it's like, guess what, I don't need these is, fucking what, notes. What, what, uh, what happened, Keith? You uh, might as well educate us. Get ready, guys. The Battle of Trafalgar, which was the 21st of October in 1805, was a naval engagement fought by the British Royal Navy against the combined fleets of the French and Spanish navies during the War of the Third Coalition of the Napoleonic Wars. 27 British ships of the line led by Admiral Lord Nelson aboard HMS Victory defeated 33 French and Spanish ships of the line under French Admiral Villeneuve. The battle took place in the Atlantic Ocean. Like, it's like, that's it. Whatever. It's a hmm. battle. A big battle. A big battle, it would seem. I what, mean, 33 what boats. What do you think Marcus is on? Oh, I should have checked the flag. Mm. Spain or France. Sure. Let's go with France. But anyway, France. whatever this is, I guess Marcus was on maybe one of the other boats. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Just let you know he's a pirate. Arg. So we cut again to World War. I'm going to assume one or t- where he's like passed out in the snow. Yeah, this is another weird one because this is a flashback that has that no doesn't have a card. that doesn't have yeah. one. It's like, huh? I'll assume it's World War One because only because the next flashback is definitely World, World War, War Two, II. and the there's like second, big artillery looking things. Yeah. yeah, the Second World War Two. Wasn't there a brief? glimpse of him in the crusades at one point there is a glimpse also. of him in the crusades oh i think yeah. that might only be in the director's that's right set. yeah but yeah. again we don't see he doesn't do anything he's just you don't like see walking. marcus octavius yeah. so it's like is he i don't know i guess you're just supposed to assume he's always looking or something? something i don't know but in the world war one flashback amergan says he died again and again with no thought for the good he could have done for what he could have become and again like the way this narration is structured like I guess Amergan is speaking to us. Like, he doesn't say, you died again and again. You didn't do any good. He's, like, being like, he died. It's like, oh, okay, you're talking to me now. So weird that it breaks that wall sometimes by that character. And now we got again. It's exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) So World War II, France. Dogfight. This is awesome. This is fucking cool. And in the director's cut, it's even cooler. Each episode, we talk about one thing that's, like, insane. So in this... Well, they're both pilots somehow. Or for some for reason. reason. Yeah, yeah okay. But well, he's a pilot, and what's the other guy? Is he just being transported oh, on yeah. that plane? Oh, yeah. Is Marcus uh, okay. flying it, or is he just in the plane? No, I think he's in it. I know he's in it. No, I, I mean, he... I think he's in the, the cockpit. Oh, he's in the I cockpit. I think so. Yeah. But, but like, he's got, like, a big-ass... Yeah, big Nazi plane. Big Nazi plane. <laughs> he's got a big-ass Nazi plane. The dogfighting is pretty cool. Yeah. This is very, like, filmic. Like, this feels yeah. like a like a big movie. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it doesn't feel like... The way this is shot d- feels a little different than, like, an anime. Like, something about this feels, like, epic. Like, a, like a Spielbergian sort mm-hmm. of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Marcus shoots Colin's plane, and Colin falls out of the plane and lands on the, the wing. wing of his plane. Uh-huh. He gets out so they can fight on the wing of the plane. Right. And Marcus fires his gun at Colin, and Colin blocks the bullets with his with sword. With his sword. Also awesome. Nuts and awesome. Yeah. But, like, that's insane. It is insane. Also, this stuff seems like this is the most Joe Pearson segment, I think, of the, f- mm. the movie. Like, this felt like War of the Worlds, in a way. Like, the yeah. way it's shot, I think, and some of the design elements. Not to take away from Mr. Kawajiri, no. but it seemed like yeah. Joe probably had some influence over the way this looked and felt. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the fucking plane blows up, and they both go falling, and they crash through the roof of a church. church. Colin is, like, destroyed. He can yeah. barely <laughs> walk. And Marcus is like, hey, hey what's hey, up? What's like, up? He's just strolling around. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Their costumes are awesome in this. Like, yeah. he's in, like, a long Nazi coat, and the other guy's like dressed like an airman with like mm-hmm. the airman. He like yeah, the cat. goggles and yeah. yeah, yeah. The costumes are really good in this, mm-hmm. like throughout. Maybe, well, Marcus maybe not. In, Marcus in the future, his girlfriend in the future, almost anyone in the future. Yeah, not so much. Maybe not. So much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we get some more like philosophical discussion here. Yeah, uh, this is, this feels very Abramowitzy. Collins like you killed Moya and deserve to die. And Marcus counters. He's like, well. I loved Rome like you loved Moya, but shrug, things die. And he's like, all we can do is move on and find a reason to live. Amergan is saying that. Like, Amergan, or fuck, all these names. Marcus was able to, like, move on with his life and, like, 
Colin, you probably should too. Yeah. But Colin but, says his purpose is just to bury Marcus. And Marcus is like, you a fool, bro. You a fool, bro. <laughs> but Marcus, he's like, I can paint like Rembrandt. I can play music like Glist. It's like he's bragging in a diss track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's in the... Uh, that's in the director's The director's cut. cut. But that's like yeah. great development because yeah. Amergan mentions that earlier. Like, what good have you become? Like, all the things you've missed. And Marcus has clearly taken advantage, not just of like conquering things. I mean, it's despicable, but like he's done things. But he's done other things. Like... Like for just his own edification, like yeah. learn how to play instruments and shit, and paint, and paint. And Amergan's like, you must like getting your ass beat, son. Oh, also by the way, I'd like to point out where the "Are you mad, girl?" line came from. We didn't, we glossed over that. That's in the Scottish Highlands flashback, uh, where oh, "Are you mad, girl?" Yes, where Deborah oh. is trying to save, and then Gregor comes out. He's like, "You mad, girl?" <laughs> My God. Wow. <laughs> he was played by Chris Tucker. <laughs> so there we go. That's like, the uh, whew, whew, we made it through like eight flashbacks in That a was row. two minutes. No, it wasn't lo- like, yeah. Yep. But that's that was the, the big flashback montage, which is pretty cool. So now we're back in the elevator, and Amergan thinks Collins is just going to get his ass kicked again. He's but right. Me- yeah, he's completely right. Meanwhile, downstairs, Dolly and Joe are pinned down by all the gunfire, and Joe pulls like a firewall switch, and they like dive under the a ball. literal firewall. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really more like steel slats. Yeah. yeah. Steel, it's more of a steel slat. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of just a physical barrier. <laughs> yeah. We cut back upstairs, and Colin gets off the elevator to see Marcus and his girlfriend, whatever the fuck her name, Jade. Kayala. Blade face. Kiala. Whatever. She's there with her ass out. But uh, Marcus is like, well, his guest is here, and I'm going to take care of him. Because I guess she wants to be like, oh, I'll do it. Yeah. And then he's like, nope. This is mine. So she's like pouring wine. This is kind of cool. Yeah. I like, like, he's she pours so, it in the foreground. Yeah. He's so uninterested in this fight like yeah they exchange a few swings he goes back and sips some wine he's like completely calm yeah they fight he like fucking kicks him outside and then takes a sip of wine like yeah this is great uh but the then part he- where they slide down like the roof is awesome i like that too yeah. yeah, at some point he gets kicked off the balcony. They both like leap down and are like sliding. Yeah, it's sliding dope. down like a pure, it's like a pyramid on the top. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. But then Colin lands on like the ledge and Marcus is gonna take his head, it looks like. But through no, just by pure luck, Colin falls. No, he dodges back. You think falls. he dodges back? Yeah. I thought he just lost his footing. No, I think you see him. Oh. He like pulls his head back and then falls. falls okay. Yeah. Well, then he falls through like a bunch of clouds and mist. Like he must down, get fucking down, down, down. Yeah. So he falls basically through the cement, conveniently to the exit where Dahlia and Baby Joe are. Baby Joe. Oh, also on his way down, Amergan is like, that'll hurt. Yeah. That'll hurt. And he makes a ginormous crater (laughs) where he land oh, i should also say I, I guess we should say like as part of japanese culture in general like uh, or a lot of asian culture i feel like this exists in chinese culture too like the mischievous master mm-hmm. is like a trope you know what i mean like like that's what yoda is based on uh like and yoda is a more exaggerated version of like obi-wan kenobi like oh who old ben kenobi like that kook like the thing you the person you wouldn't expect to be you know the wise teacher uh and then yoda is like the full embodiment of like he's like a prankster you know what i mean like he's very mm-hmm. playful and goofy in mm-hmm. star wars i think right but I, I think you see that sort of like master archetype mm-hmm. in a lot of asian culture so anyway i feel but like that's less a master and more just annoying well that's the thing is we don't see him be a master like i guess he's supposed to kind of be acting as a guide but it doesn't really he's just a shitty guy he's just a shitty or colin is so stupid that he (laughs) won't like listen yeah joe leaves with the vaccine right and Dolly goes to check on Colin, and I fucking laughed out loud. Like, he just fell through the roof, <laughs> what created checking? a crater, and then she goes to check his pulse. It's like, are you fucking, fucking crazy? crazy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they didn't see how high he fell from. That's true. What does but... it even matter? Like, he fell from the roof, and, like, everything exploded around him. He has blood coming out of him. He's fucking dead. <laughs> but he isn't. I know. Oh, well, he awakes like a, this is like another zombie moment. She's like, oh, I guess he's dead. And she goes to leave. And he's like, Aah! yeah. <laughs> and he like grabs her ankle like it's a horror but movie. This time he's awake in one second. Every other time it took him a fortnight. Long whatever. enough to have a funeral. I guess the ceiling broke his fall. Yeah. I don't know. So Dahlia is now dragging his body like through through a tube or something. Tube. A series of tubes. A series of tubes. And she's like, you're an idiot. You've been alive for 2000. He's told her he's immortal right at, at this, this point. point so we're getting like a l- brief recap yeah. to show that she knows now <laughs> and yeah. she thinks he's an idiot and 
possibly crazy. Right. Uh, so is. then there's some yeah, laser beams coming their way. <laughs> they like, start getting shot at. But she throws a grenade behind them, and like this shit blows up everything. everything. Yeah. And they go like on another slide, like mm-hmm. the, the pyramid. Uh, and then there's lots of heavy breathing, and then we get like a little. This is like that moment of like empathy i guess or sympathy similar to like what deborah or deborah what the fuck is her name uh moya no brenda brenda deborah brenda you look pretty Pretty deborah brenda (laughs) which underdeveloped character are we talking about (laughs) but now she's like wondering she's like oh 200 fucking or 2000 fucking years like so much grief so much hate you've had so much pain you must have really loved her like this is her connecting with him i guess and like realizing (laughs) perhaps like why is he this way i guess like trying to make him more sympathetic so he has like a dream sequence now right oh yeah baby we give it to his mind palace my mime palace <laughs> so he's like at the grave oh and how does this flashback open up what's ambergan say that was impressive not, not. it's like what the <laughs> yeah. fuck yes oh, god yes <sighs> oh. <laughs> what the fuck is this i don't know so he's at, a, at like a tree and right. then he gets up and goes over to the where the sword is on the on the cliffy so we get some more like amrigan life lessons and he's like you never kept your promise to her and he's like moya's essence is still not gone it's eternal so he gives this speech i don't know if we want to talk about this speech i guess yeah it's... we have to talk about <laughs> it so he says you think she was the she was only of the body That dust is all she has become, but her soul, her essence, is eternal. She was meant to meet you again, and she had found you throughout time. But you staggered around blind and stupid, unable to see, unable to love, so full of anger and rage. Rage? Rage. So full of anger and rage. (laughs) You've lost your reason, your promise. Moya, Deborah, Dahlia are the same woman. (laughs) And it's Uh... like, bum, bum, bum. I have a lot of questions about this, but I guess first and foremost, why didn't you mention this before? <laughs> right. Why didn't you mention this 900 years ago when, yeah. De- when he met Deborah? He's a prankster. He's a little trickster. <laughs> He's an <Dude>. asshole. <laughs> yeah. He's, He's an like, agent of how chaos. did you not learn this lesson? That I didn't tell you. Yeah, yeah, because no shit, this isn't obvious. Also, because that's impossible. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, (laughs) how did I know this thing that like wouldn't be obvious to anyone? Yep. And also, like, why did they say it? Like, obviously, we're supposed to see parallels between these, at least between Moya and Dahlia. Like, Deborah, I keep forgetting, is even a fucking character because she's in this for half a second. Also, her inclusion in this is fucked because, like, Con or Connor, Colin is like, I will never love anyone else again. Except for this one. Except for, like, this rando person that's thrown in there for two seconds that you're like, I guess he loved her. She must have been really important. Yeah. Amergan's talking about her. Amergan. <laughs> Amberlamps. Amergan. Yeah, I don't know. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. Do you think Amberlamps is, is being literal when he says this? Or is yes. he also speaking figuratively? Like, they're the same woman, you dumb dumb, like, metaphorically. No, he's being literal. Oh, my God. Because he says her essence has oh, been passed that's on. Right. You wouldn't yeah. have to say that. Does everyone's essence? I mean, now we're like, what about everyone else's essence? Yeah, I don't know. Is it just her? I don't know. It's just like, why have this? It's also just like a little insulting that like we're not going to pick up that they're connected. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. This is like Highlander 3 territory. Right. And it's also stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like Highlander 3? <laughs> yeah, a good point. <laughs> Hey, Eamon. Yes. You're a highly talented, skilled artist. Do you have anything out there that uh, showcases your dope work? Well, I do, Kyle. Funny you should ask. I it had... is funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Let's treat this as funny as it is. You can give us... <laughs> what can we get? hey you can get a set of five Highlander character magnets. Five? Are there even five characters in Highlander? <laughs> There is. I was as surprised as you. So we have our Duncan McLeod. Ooh, he's the hero. We have Amanda. Oh, she's the hero. We have Joe. Not quite the hero, but all right. He's one of them. He's the great, though. I'm a watcher. We have (laughs) Mythos. Oh, sometimes friends, sometimes enemy. He's a little trickster like Loki from the Avengers movies. And we recycle a character, Duncan McLeod. (laughs) (laughs) But he's a flashback Scottish Duncan. Ooh, when he's like all barbarian fine. He's all barbarianed up. Does he like use his rage? He does. When he like rages, does he get like plus two to attack rolls and Mm -hmm. like damage resistance to bludgeoning attacks or something? That's right. These are D&D 5th edition jokes Uh, that have nothing to do with our magnets. But where can we find these things? 
fifth yeah, edition. Yeah, you better believe there's a fifth edition. Five magnets. Yeah, <laughs> one for each, one edition for each magnet. That's right. You can find these magnets on Etsy by searching Highland or Rewatch, or we have a store on our Facebook page. Oh, is that what happens when you push that shop now button? That is. That makes a lot of sense. That's so convenient. And these five magnets are only $15 for the whole kit and caboodle. Whoa, Eamon, as an artist, like if you were going somewhere and just like buying like one print, Mm-hmm. How much would that cost? That would be like $15 at minimum. Oh, and you're getting five separate things and they're fully functional as magnets? That's right. That's nuts. What kind of value is that? And where do the proceeds for this whole thing go? Like, surely like to build your art empire or something. This supports this very podcast oh, that you're this, listening to. This very one? Right dear now. Boy? This very one, my dear boy. That's incredible. So if I'm a huge Highlander fan and I've just been like enjoying our free content for mm-hmm. like the three years we've been doing this thing. Mm-hmm. I can buy these magnets to support it? That's right. Oh, I should probably stop being a freeloader and do that. Do it. Today. Colin wakes up when he says they're the same woman, and we see uh, there's so many people's names. I'm like, Deborah? Nope, not Deborah. Whatever the fuck her name is. Dahlia. Dahlia. Deborah. Dahlia. Moya. These fucking (laughs) names. Anyway, so Doc is taking care of him, and we find out the damage Colin had, which was six broken ribs, a crushed vertebrae, and was bleeding out of his spleen. Oh, so, good. So he was real fucked up. But now we get some Christ shit happening. Some Christ shit. <laughs> so, I mean, he's essentially resurrected, and he's given all the people hope. Like, they've all gathered around, like, fucking Neo in the Matrix. Ooh, so, I hate oh, this line. Because he gave them vaccine. You gave them what even the vaccine couldn't. Hope. <laughs> like, uh... Maybe it was a, it was oh, a I vaccine. It. I thought it was okay. Uh, it, was a vaccine, right. it was a vaccine for the blues. Yeah. <laughs> Low IQ vaccine waters. <laughs> vaccine waters? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so anyway, so now Doc gives, like, a fucking speech. Like, it's... This is, like... I kind of like this scene. Like, this is a weird, like, moment of choice for Colin. It's like, oh, like, this is your moment to, like, be part of the cause. And he fucking doesn't do it. Yeah. Like, he's like, look at all these people. They've all gathered around. Like, you've given them hope. Like, and then he's just like, like, <laughs> no thanks. And so Doc has to give, like, the rousing speech, which is also, like, mirrored with, I guess, is this mirrored with, like, the honor and glory speech, right? It is. But it's weird because it's Doc giving the speech. And, like, it should be Colin, yeah. I feel like. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the story should have made it Colin. But, like, Colin should be the one to rise up here. And he yeah. fucking doesn't because he's, like, garbage. He's garbage. <laughs> he's a garbage hero. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of parallels here with the flashback to 125 or 126 AD where Colin is outnumbered and his wife is like, what are you fucking doing? And it's like, they don't want to live as slaves. And which is what we know. Like, obedience is mm. required under Marcus's rule. And so Joe says, Joe. What, what the fuck is his name? Doc. 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 <laughs> Voiced by Joe Dawson, Jim Burns. This is confusing, guys. Uh, but he's like, well, we have no choice, which I think I think this is supposed to be fairly similar. It's like, it's for sure a losing fight, but it's a mm-hmm. fight you just have to have because the alternative is like not worth it. Right. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Virus, Marcus is checking in on the status of his virus. Which isn't ready. Because we can't control it. So Marcus Six's cat on the scientist. Yeah. And she puts a knife through his throat. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Also, who are the other scientists who are in this lab who are all like, this yeah. is all a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the right side of this That's issue. Right. Nothing wrong here. I don't really understand like what's happening right now. Marcus has the virus. And it's not ready yet. And then he's like, all right, well, we need to start some creative violence. What does he say? Uh, he says, I want my goons to have some like creative, br- do some creative brutality, he says. I don't, I don't understand what that meant. Me neither. The essence of it is like, go stomp out like the ensuing rebellion, I guess, that's forming. But I don't understand how, what creative brutality is. It's like, just shoot the shit out of those people like you normally do, right? Yeah. Also, I don't think it needs to be that creative. Before? Yeah, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, maybe try sense. going underground. Oh, we never thought about that. They can't, no, we, we, can't can't find... sur- we can't search there. <laughs> there could be Ninja Turtles down there. We can't go. We, don't, we couldn't face those heroes on the half show. <laughs> uh, so Marcus isn't concerned about Colin at all, because I guess his girlfriend, Sonya Blade, wants to go after him. But he's like, I hope he'll be back. Like, he knows yeah. he's going to come for him, so... Again, he's he's cool and patient. He knows what's up. Then we cut to Dahlia's room. And so she's sitting beneath a painting of Jesus. Anyone notice that? I did. Yeah, some symbology. Uh, and she's cleaning a bunch of weapons and crying. And Colin comes and knocks in on the door. He thanks her for saving him, but she's not impressed because, like, he's not really going to join the fight. So she's like, whatever, fuck you. Like, why do I bother to save you if you're not going to help? All you care about is your revenge. And she says dying is easier than living at this point because mm. living sucks. 
if it sucks. Because she's like, I've been praying that they would win, and she sure as God is listening because he answered one of their prayers. And, and the prayer was for Colin? I guess the prayer was for Colin. Like, I wasn't sure what the prayer was. Like, that they would, some, like, that she was praying for, like, a champion to come? Or was it praying for vaccine? Don't I know. Guess. So I guess it or was... that he would survive. Was that the prayer? Like, does she like him? Did she pray in that moment where he was, like, dead on the ground? I, I don't know. So let's turn up the heat, guys. What happens next? Dave. Fuck. For some reason, it seemed like their interaction just prior to this was not good. Trauma. They just look at each other and then they do it. And Let's... then all the lights in the church go on, like in that Queen video. Yeah, this was around forever. Yeah. yeah. So we want to talk about the sex scene at all. Uh, there's like there's some boobs. There's lots of boobs. There's no boob sucking though. What do you guys think about the candles? Like the candles are a thing in the church. Like, right. I was trying to think, like, I was like, are they equating? Like, what is this supposed to mean? Like, why did they mash these images together? Like, is it equating the, like, sex and religion in some way? Or or it's is a, it more the his, candle? Like, it's his ritual. Yeah. When she lights the candle, what's that candle mean? Like, is that some hopeful candle? Like, is that, like, a, a prayer candle? Like, I pray and light a candle, therefore, like, when we fuck, it's some sort of answer to prayer or... You know, do you know what I mean? Like, what I just don't. Why is are these images together? It must be significant. I mean, I feel like there's significance to it, right? Whatever it may be, I think so, but I can't come up with the life of me for what it could be. Is did it, she light all those candles? Is that the prayer? She lit all the candles. Did the candles light when they boned? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> part of the power of the quickening. Oh, and also, even like the music here is like quasi religious. It's like a choir. Like it's mm. religious sounding music. I know it's interesting. Yeah, I don't really get it. But anyway, we see a bunch of titties, and then Conley they fade, they fall asleep, uh, and then Colin locks her. He locks her in her room, and Joe's there, and he's like, "We're gonna let Dolly asleep for a little bit," and then the scene ends. So that's where we're gonna leave it today, guys. But before we talk about this third act of the movie, let's play a game. All right, so I understand, Eamon, you made a little game we like to call three and five. That's the game where you will give us a topic, and then Keith and I will each take turns. We'll have to name three examples that fit within that topic within the allotted five seconds. We'll get one point for each correct answer we give, and a bonus point if we manage to snag all three. That's a maximum total of four points for each question. So uh, let's see how we do. Keith, in five seconds. Name me three anime movies. Uh, Highlander, The Search for Vengeance, uh, Akira, and uh, Cowboy Bebop. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, Castle's oh, Flying. Fuck. Nope, nope, nope. Damn it. Two points. Cowboy Bebop. If you had said, yeah. if you had said Cowboy Bebop, Stairway to Heaven, That's right. you would have been correct. Well, I got two points. Two, two points. points. Mm-hmm. Kyle, name three revenge movies. Revenge movies. Uh, Batman, Highlander, The Search for Vengeance. Uh, uh, shit. That's tired. Kill Bill. You got Kill two. Bill would have been good. Yeah, you got two. it uh, would have been. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> two points tied up, baby. Two points. Keith, name me three Highlander movie villains. Uh, Kane, Kurgan, Marcus. Yes. Four points. Kyle, name me three famous Collins. Colin Quinn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh shit. Uh, Colin Firth, Colin Farrell. Oh, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Still tied up. Tied up. How many rounds are there? Three more, I believe. Ooh. Keith. Snuck that one. <laughs> Name me three projects that Joe Pearson has been involved in. Captain Simeon. Yes. Uh, Highlander Search for Vengeance and War of the Worlds Goliath. I'm going to give you two. <laughs> okay. Which two. one do you dig them on? The last one. Yeah, what do you mean? Which one? The one I didn't get in time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, <last> one. <laughs> I wasn't sure if he was digging oh, you no. for not like, getting... He could have not... Uh, but he was involved in all this. Yeah, he could have not been involved, or you could have been like, oh, it was actually Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. Right. So. You're right, you're right. Kyle, mm-hmm. name me three mentors in the Highlander franchise. Uh, Ramirez, Nakano, Amergan. That's right. The fact that that Amergan is a question to that, is, <laughs> that question insane. is insane. Yeah. In the Highlander universe, who's a mentor? Amergan. Amergan. And Keith, this is the final question. Name me three mentor characters from other media. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda, and Ra's al Ghul. There you go. Huh. 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 Weird I went to Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. I know, right? It's only sort of true. Yeah, in that one movie franchise. That one movie. That's it. Oh, there were an uneven number of questions. So I guess Keith <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was meant to be. Oops. <laughs> so, Keith, then you... Uh... Do you want to make up a, th- uh, a final round, Eamon? No, it's fine. You got it. No, it's okay. 
I want you to have this. Got, I want it to be fair. Got, it's 12 to 10. I want you to lose fairly, Kyle. <laughs> Name three post-apocalyptic movies. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the Postman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, sorry, The Postman, Highlander Search for Vengeance, and uh, uh, Mad Max. I probably took too long. There you go. The, the, the laughing Postman. <laughs> what? I'm not disagreeing, but that is a pull. That is a pull. <laughs> That's insane. I love that movie. Wait, you've loved that movie? No, I, it's terrible. Oh, but I've actually never like, seen it. It's insane. I mean, it, I heard it was terrible. Terrible. It's not good. And I hate Kevin Costner, oh. so it's a it's a real one-two wow. punch. But Final score? So I'm going to give you two from that. In that case, we tie. We tie. Oh, okay. all right. Congratulations. Go. Woo. Woo-hoo. Everybody wins. So, guys, what do we think about Act 3 of Highlander the Search for Vengeance? I mean, it had one, like, batshit crazy moment that was cool. Fighting on the wing. Fighting on the wing. I really like that part. For me, it really kind of loses steam here. Like, when they start introducing this virus plot, and, like, the main character's at the peak of his unlikableness. <laughs> He's kind of being a dick. There's right. no reason to really root for him. He's getting his ass kicked again. Like, the flashbacks are cool. They're, like, animated well. They're odd. I mean, they some of the odd. choices are odd. Well, the random ones are weird. It's yeah, like, that's the right. one's part that's weird. But there's no conflict. It's just passage of time. It's like, okay. The one in China works because, like, you get the impression he's, like, looking for him and he's not there. It's like, ah, you missed him. Right. But the other ones, like, you don't even get the sense that he missed him. Like, you don't even have the semblance that he was there. Yeah. For it me, is. I actually, I really dig... That, like this whole flashback sequence and i i really like the way the story is told here and it's it actually surprised me like having not seen this movie in a long time and having some kind of preconceived notions about like i don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or beforehand like i was expecting just more action and less story when i started taking notes i was like ah, this will probably just be real action heavy which it is but the moment when he's riding up the elevator i was like wow they really fucking moved this movie along like they milk there's, this shit. there's some conflict he shows up in a dystopian future and i guess now he's just gonna he found the guy and he's gonna fight him and that'll be the movie like i thought the movie's gonna kind of end soon but i really like when he's about to face him we get this like extended backstory leading up to it which i thought was a cool idea i also was cool because it's good to have the the characters face each other before the final conflict because i think it makes the end conflict like a little punchier although we've seen this character fight the villain many times but yeah i don't know i I thought the backstory was kind of rich and gave an epic scale to stuff like it was cool that it was like very globe hopping and through time and the thing that like loses me a little bit in what they're attempting to establish is at least in terms of a lot of the older stuff he is always representing like the apex civilization like he's tearing it down like marcus is evil but, like, Colin's success in some way is, like, a net loss for the Earth. You know what I mean? Like, he's, like, the Mongolian horde. He's the barbarians who sack Rome in a bunch of these examples. But then, all of a sudden, it's like, then Octavius is a Nazi. Right. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. I don't think the British are the barbarians in this scenario. Like, Yeah, that's a good point. Like, it makes the analogy start to, like, loses its luster when it starts to enter the modern age. Right. I mean, I guess maybe the equation is supposed to be, I mean, like, the goal of the Nazis was, like, Roman in some respect of, like, conquer, like, yeah. conquest. Right. And, like, a you know, some sort of, like, new world order that they wanted. But you're right, because, yeah, it, it does make it a little weirder because it's like oh marcus is a nazi like jesus like yeah this virus plot already made him crazy evil but like that also like makes him less benign Mm -hmm. in some ways like up to that point the stuff he does isn't that evil he's just a roman general i guess i mean he was murdering people and conquering people it's not a cool thing sure but like sure no no, 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 that's a bad thing i we don't talk about it that way in history in our discussion of like rome conquering england we don't go like look at these evil romans i guess not not. i mean maybe we should but maybe we should i just mean that is not the way we discuss things in history for the most part it does the classic highlander make the bad guy really bad like super super forgivably bad yeah well the virus slot according to what i heard was a kawajiri insertion as well I'm pretty sure the original plot was like he was taking children and like almost like enslaving them or like almost like a caste system or something like that. But it involved him taking people's children. It was like Mm. a slavery story, Mm. which also echoes Rome. Yeah. Obviously. That's interesting. Slaves. Um, Mm, That would make a little more sense <laughs> that would make a lot more sense yeah it would just like fit thematically more with the character and it would be like less like cartoonishly evil 
Like, it would seem like it was in service of something. Like, I have no semblance of what the virus plan is in service of. It's not like this, like, I don't have an identifiable goal that this guy has. You know? Well, the, the virus starts to become MacGuffin-y in a way. Like the like it shifts the action around. Like it's like a, it's like a ticking. It's just like acting as a time, like a ticking time clock, I guess, for the action. <laughs> right. Like to give some urgency to like the end of the movie. I think maybe that's mm. part of the reason to have it there. So it's like, oh, if we don't defeat him soon, like we're all gonna die. We're all like, gonna die yeah. from the virus. How about this? When he falls through the street and he gets rescued, because he falls through the street, the baddies like are on to where. The rebels are all hiding, yeah. so they're going to mount a counterattack. So yeah. he needs to stop Marcus before then. That would right. be another way to have a ticking time. Sure, there could also be. Uh, they mentioned earlier at the the weird board meeting, like we're going to expand to Fourteenth Street. Like essentially, like we're going to bulldoze, and maybe they can have some giant machine that's going to like wipe out that whole Midtown section. Yeah. And it's like that could just be it. It's like yeah. they're going to expand the city, and we all live here, and there's nowhere to go. So yeah. we have to stop them. So Colin work. sits up at the rec center and <laughs> they have a hip-hop dance competition <laughs> to save it. That sounds right. Yeah. Marcus comes. It's... And Marcus is like, mm, I will examine your moves. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I've learned to paint like... <laughs> so <I've>... like this. <laughs> and I've learned to pop it and lock it. <laughs> and he puts a cardboard box down. <laughs> then his outfit would make sort of sense. It would sense. make more yeah. sense, wouldn't yeah. it? His fucking giant pajamas that he yeah. wears. Or they yeah. just have a, like a guitar guitar off, off? yeah <laughs> a shred off colin has to learn how to shred yeah amergam teaches him <laughs> uh so here's a question for you guys what do you think of the sex scene besides it being super hot like Ugh. not the, the action of it like it's place in this movie like in general i think it's placed rightly but it's not dressed properly pun intended well they're not dressed at all <laughs> uh, <laughs> like something i real- don't buy it I don't buy it because you didn't see full penny. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they really did. What it. a half penny will do. Uh, I Correct. well, I did not buy their relationship, especially because yeah. right before it happens, they seem to be in a conflict. Yeah. So like, I don't buy anything about it in that sense. It seems to be placed correctly in the sense that he has this dream sequence where we're supposed to believe that he's now been given some weird insight about the reincarnation or something. You think he's thinking Moya the whole time? He's boinking and boinking Moya? Yeah. Boya? <laughs> uh, Sorry. Just, oh, boy. What a weird way to think about that. Yeah. Well, just like, he's now at this realization that he's missed out on, like, the love of his life multiple times. Right. So, like, it makes sense that, like, now is when he would pursue it. Right. But it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And I don't get the impression that he's thinking that. Because it seems like he's just popping by to be like, I'm leaving. See ya. I feel like this is the moment where he should have learned the lesson. Because the lesson, I guess, should be, like, he can't defeat Marcus when he's fighting for himself. He'll never win. But when he's, like, he needs, like, some cause or some reason to do it. Right. And that'll enable him to do it. But it doesn't seem like he actually embraces that Mm -mm. at all. So there's the part where he, like, doesn't he look at the crowd and then flashes back to like his tribe or whatever yeah holding yeah. their swords up but it's that's supposed to be him like being like yeah i'll do this maybe but he doesn't say it yeah but then in later, my notes i was like i don't know what choice he just made like yeah. it's it's very nebulous and i don't know if that was done on purpose like ooh, what's he gonna do but but later spoiler he goes with them so i'm just like and i feel like that you're supposed to get the impression he chooses not to do it because like in at the end of that scene moyo like runs away and cries like in this moment where he had a choice he didn't uh, act. Yeah. And then she's like, ah! And she's like really hurt by that. So I think we're supposed to assume that he made the wrong choice. And I guess at this point he reconsidered or something. I don't know. Or does this sex make him reconsider? Like, it's I, that good? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, maybe. Like, like, I mean, damn. <laughs> <laughs> she's a professional. I mean, she knows what she's doing. No, that's a good point. Uh huh. That bears on the shelf watching. <laughs> I guess you could interpret it that way. Like in this moment, he has like a genuine, like there's some humanity in this moment and he like reconnects with that and then decides like i will pursue this because like i see what i've been missing the whole time also all these highlander movies like do all movies do this or i feel like there's a this is like shorthand for like we're in love or something like i never really bought like brenda in highlander one it's like oh like i guess he isn't giving him permissions himself permission to love again and brenda's it and it's like then they fuck it's like you barely know her like and this is a very similar thing it's like who's this lady you just met her and like you've been told by a a rabbit or a bird that she's like (laughs) the love of your life and like i don't know you know what i mean it's very shorthand stuff and i don't i i'm always conflicted whether i should be critical of that or if i should just be like i understand like symbolically what the movie's trying to get at and this is a quick way to show it even if they didn't have sex, like, this is, you know, people meet in movies and they're like, oh, we're in love now. Like, and it's like, okay, I guess, like, because we need that, like, motivation or that foundation for the story to move forward. 
based on? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I feel think like the, they just have to be like, we have to put the sex scene in. All these Highlander movies have the fucking... Yeah. What's that about? Do other Kawajiri movies have a lot of sex? Yeah. How's this one stack up? <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, no, uh, most of his other ones have some scene like this. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. yeah. I wonder who put it in. Well, Colin. Colin. Ah, yeah, guys. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> we hope you put in five stars <laughs> oh as your rating on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. That's uh, right. This was good to talk about Act 3, and next week is going to be our final episode where we cover the final climactic conclusion and discuss the movie in general. Thanks a lot for listening. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Amy. Bye. 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 Uh, this was good to talk about Act 3, and next week is going to be our final episode covering... Act 5. Act 5, huh? <laughs> what? It was a bad joke. Act 4, Sonic... Oh, Act 5. No. Act what? I don't five get... Five stars. Oh, uh, uh, geez. Right. Torpedo. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs>